Hello, hello, everyone. This is Katina Morrison, your host of the Inflamed Sisters Thriving podcast. The Inflamed Sisters Thriving podcast is a safe space created to guide women living with chronic illness to, th to their best quality of life, created to help you uncover your purpose by doing what you were meant to do, move in power by advocating for yourself and achieve strategic growth in career, business, and most importantly, your health. You will learn how to stop hiding and start thriving. We will educate inspire and motivate you as we show you and Flame Sisters Thrive Together always. So I would like to um, first tell you, I'm Katina, your host, a registered nurse, as well as chronic illness coach and business consultant who is now using my journey to educate others on how chronic illness does not have to limit you, how you still can find ways to thrive in all aspects of life. And that's why I want to invite my amazing guest. Her name is Robin Thomas. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank that's you for having me here. Oh, you're welcome. Could you please introduce yourself to everyone? Oh, sure. I'd be <laughs> happy to. Um, I'm Robin Thomas. And I, well, first of all, I'm the founder of a community called Living Well Connections. But the reason I founded that is a little story, which I guess we'll be talking about before. I spent 25 years in medical research. And the last 10 years of it, we were focusing, I was focusing in the lab on autoimmune diseases, which, and we learned an awful lot. And I learned an awful lot from um, one of the things I did was go and speak to the patients. And so I saw autoimmune disease face to face. I also, at the same time, I have a son who has three autoimmune diseases. And so I had it in my family and also in my professional life. Wow. Now, this is some interesting things because I have not came from this angle of things. Someone who is was actively working in clinical research and then also has a relative, their own son, who has an autoimmune condition. So let's start with your work with autoimmune disease um, and the clinical work research okay. side of things. Um how did that motivate you in the journey that your son took to to really um, in in the in the areas of advocacy, for example? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things we were looking for and trying working working on was reducing flares. So your audience probably you know a flare is that time when you're not feeling good, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's also a time when inflammation is rising, you know, that's why you're not feeling good. Um, so we were studying inflammation and how inflammation relates to all kinds of illnesses. And it just sort of seems to attack different parts of the body, depending on who you are. It, it there's, doesn't seem to be much of a rhyme or reason for that, but inflammation does cause pain and it causes that, that just the exhaustion feeling. So we were studying that and we were looking at um, compounds that would become maybe a medication that they could take, hopefully orally, that would reduce those flares. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I was, uh, I was really dealing with my son's first autoimmune disease, which was type 1 diabetes. He was only 17 months when he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and the doctors really did not know what to do. 
I don't know if anyone else here has ever been frustrated because you can't, a doctor is not giving you information or diagnoses. I and mean, he had a diagnosis, but they didn't know what to do with him except for giving him shots of insulin. Um, and so being so young, unfortunately, um, his brain was starved some. So he has some brain injury from those early days. So I was, you know, actively dealing with that at the time. Wow. So you're saying as a result of um, his autoimmune disease, was, which was initially diabetes type um, one, mm -hmm. um, he was um, he and receiving insulin. The result was brain damage. Well, brain injury, acquired injury. brain injury, basically leaving him with no short term memory. Um, um, because it was, and this is because it was, a, it's not saying that anyone, everyone with type one diabetes goes through this. He was just very young and he, um, just finding the dose of insulin for him was so tough because his little body with a lot of really quick metabolism, mm -hmm. blood sugars were going up and down pretty rapidly. Um, so that's, you know, that's just something that happened. Um, and we did figure out, we figured things out and things have done better. I mean, with a type one diabetes and then he got Hashimoto's at eight years old, uh, which is the thyroid, um, mm -hmm. low, lower thyroid. Um, and then he ended up with um, even a little bit older, 11, 12 years old, leaky gut syndrome very badly. And, you know, the, we go into that, you get into a lot of full body candida infections and things. Um, so we were dealing with that. And it was about that time that I decided to leave my job and care for him um, 100%. Wow. So um, in this case, your son was diagnosed with multiple chronic illnesses and from early childhood. What was it like as a parent um, dealing with uh, those, the challenges that you were facing with him um, and maybe the challenges even navigating the healthcare system. It was a challenge. And also, you know, I was in the healthcare system working in a clinical lab at a teaching hospital. And so I was right there at the hospital. But unfortunately, uh, a lot wasn't known about dealing with, there's not a lot known. Well, now I think hopefully more, but at that time, mm -hmm. dealing with autoimmune diseases with children with little ones and especially mm -hmm. toddlers. Uh, but um, it was frustrating. I was being a scientist. I thought, okay, I can handle this. And then I come to realize in reality, there's the ups and the downs, the times that the uh, things are um, not going well. And then the times that they do go well and you think, okay, I've got it. And then the child grows a little bit and things go out of whack again. <laughs> um, that going through that, going through puberty is tough. Mm -hmm. with an autoimmune disease and um the struggle is real and you sometimes feel like even as a parent well it's me as a parent i would rather have had it myself than for him to be going through this you know yeah. i just kept saying if only i could just take it from you and let me deal with it in my own body because mm -hmm. with a child you're dependent on what they say how they feel so they can't have that. It's a little tough for them to describe exactly what they're going through. Yeah. 
because they've got to learn the vocabulary to really understand it. This is not something that, of course, a child or any human being should really have to go through um, anyway. What were some of the symptoms that he was having to navigate? And, you know, how was he able to explain it? Or how were you able to see what was really um, get, you know, I, I got good at even as well with, with the, the one thing we were most concerned about when he was a young child mm -hmm. um, was diabetic lows, low blood sugars and, and high blood sugars too. We, we did not have pumps at the time. Now we have continuous glucose monitors. I mean, we mm -hmm. love those because we can see what's happening. We had to just check his blood to see. And then how many times do you want to poke a sharp um, needle into your little child mm -hmm. just to see if, okay, is he having a temper tantrum because his blood sugar is high and he's, and he's feeling that bad? Or is he having a temper tantrum because he's two and a half years old? <laughs> and um, the other thing was lows would come on very suddenly for him. So he would just sort of collapse. He, he'd be, he could be charging, running around and then just collapse on the floor. When he got older, that wouldn't happen. But I could kind of tell by his eyes at that time to know, okay, are we going to treat a low? Um, mm -hmm. Are we going to, you know, it, sometimes it, it, even the 45 seconds it took to get his blood result back um, with a finger stick, you wanted to test something. You wanted to give him sugar or something right away. Yeah. And so that took, that also contributed to why it was important for you to leave your job so that you could notice those things and be there to, to reduce the risk of him having um, severe hypoglycemia or the, you know, or severe hyper either, or can be yeah, either dangerous. one. And they both, and sometimes the symptoms when they're a child, they can't tell, which mm -hmm. is, they just know they're off. Um, it was later that I really had to leave. He was well taken care of by the, his teachers in elementary school. They were very good. And he was such a trooper. I mean, he learned how to check his own blood pretty early and he, you know, and he would start doing that. And, and uh, so at school, it worked out. Elementary school worked out pretty well. It was when he entered the upper grades and had the memory disorder that he had that he could, he didn't have like the teacher mom. He didn't have that teacher mom. He had to negotiate hallways and new classrooms and six different teachers. He couldn't handle that. Yeah. And, and the memory, it was less the diabetes in that case and more of the memory issues and the anxiety. Yeah. And if you know gut brain connection, mm -hmm. um, when you're anxious, your gut's not working well. When your gut's not well, working well, you become physiologically anxious, mm -hmm. anxious and not know even why you're anxious. And that was happening during those years. And he became so sick unfortunately, with his digestive issues that he was bedridden for a little while. Um, and that's that's when I'm going like, OK, I need to quit work mm -hmm. and I need to go take care of him and teach. Yeah. And the sacrifice that parents make um, for their children, I know that he um, sees you as a true um, blessing to his oh, life. And I and the thing is, you made those changes. But do you from making those changes, what do you think you gained? Well, my health got significantly better. <laughs> I gained an awful lot. I gained a lot of knowledge. I um, I switched 
the whole way I approached his health and mine, our whole family's health. Once I, when he became that sick, it was like, we've got to do something. And mm-hmm. what we were doing wasn't working. I mean, we, we were, we were doing some basic things we have to do. He, he needs insulin, but there were some other things, anti-anxiety medications, you know, some things just weren't working for him. So I, yeah, not really specifically because of his illness, but I wanted to also get back to the world and do for the world. So I, while I was homeschooling him, I joined um, a business. I started mm-hmm. doing a wellness business and joined a new whole community. The, uh, the business was USANA Health Sciences, but more importantly, it was the community of people there who were teaching me all about other alternative ways to truly integrate the medical needs that he had and then his emotional needs, other needs, and also healing that gut, you know, healing the digestive system. That opened my eyes amazingly. And we suddenly were having a light at the end of the tunnel, um, met a neurologist, a, a, a functional neurologist at mm-hmm. one of the conferences and took my son to him, his office. I live in North Carolina. His office, his clinic was in Minnesota. So we flew him out to Minnesota to see him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately said, we got to heal the gut. That's the first thing we need to do. And that happens so often with a lot of autoimmune diseases. The gut tends to go mm-hmm. out. So no gluten, no dairy for him. He had to do that. And we started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of him, you know, getting more energy, feeling better, acting better because he felt better. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of thing. So that was phenomenal. And, and once I, you know, once we saw a kind of like what direction to go, I came back home to North Carolina and started looking for practitioners. I mean, it just opened my whole world of what could be done uh, and to help, to help with, um, you know, to help coping mechanisms yeah. and, and not just emotional coping mechanisms, but, you know, helping, helping the body function best. Got it. Now you mentioned USANA Health Sciences. Can you explain more about that um, company and and how you've been used and how you've continued to use it? Yeah, I've actually been using their products for almost 20 years now. And my son would not, I mean, he's just, he just loves it Mm -hmm. because because that was a, a significant starting to feel better. Um, when he started using that and also with also other things, like we had to change his diet and some other things, but mm-hmm. um, one fascinating thing about USANA, it, what attracted me was that it was founded by a scientist, a microbiologist, immunologist who did an awful lot of work with human cells and with working on viruses. Mm-hmm. And he learned all about, all the ratios and things of the, of the nutrition we need. So their first, their main product um, was all the right balance for us. And, and it really just supports what your body cells need. But they furthered research. And remember, I was doing research trying to find things that actually helped reduce flares in general. And it was doing so by, I don't know when to go too technical, but, but by ba- helping your cells inside your body, um, helping pathways in them, like there's special inflammatory pathways 
Mm-hmm. They get out of control when you're and have an autoimmune disease, they have inflammatory pathways sort of out of control. There are plant nutrients that damp that down. And USANA has incorporated these plant nutrients to help reduce inflammation in the regular healthy body. Um, and it's amazing. So it's just a little technology they put in, a technology, but it is actually plant nutrients that they put in there at a certain ratio. So they are using plant nutrients to help the body take care of itself. Wow. I, you know, what I loved about what you just shared is how it connects back to your original work as a scientist. I know it's it's like full circle. It's just, it's so exciting for me. (laughs) Yeah. And I, um, I think that's also why I can sense the passion um, and the purpose behind it, because you, um, this was your original goal was to help people with autoimmune disease, inflammatory conditions to be able to determine flare ups and flare ups is when your inflammation levels go high. Um, and you just start to have more severe symptoms, whether it be of pain, whether it be of fatigue, um, whether it be, you know, whatever your condition is, the symptoms that go uh, with it are, are heightened with those things, exactly. with the, um, inflammation or with the flare up. But now you found a source that actually uses a natural um, way to be able to reduce um, inflammation right. and resolve it. And the truth is there is science behind and research that supports how um, plants can reduce um, inflammation in our body. That's also why there's the, um, you know, why there's the encouragement of people to use like an anti-inflammatory nutrition, for example, and exactly. um, increasing fruits and vegetables in their diet, for example. Um, but this is research um, that tells us this. And also me as a person who lives with rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, and previously um, endometriosis symptoms, I was able to, um, able to see a huge difference in my life when I changed my eating habits and when I started using high quality supplements, Um, because there's a difference. We can't just think what we buy in the store is actually giving us all the nutrients we expect to be in it. We really have to research what, what is high quality and hopefully you find it and use it because that's what's going to give you the best benefit. So that's so true. Yeah, now I would like. To I mean, I go always say whole foods are best foods. You know, it's just like, yeah. and I'm not talking the grocery store. I'm talking real. You know, just real food. I call it. Exactly. Now, yeah. detail that for me, whole foods, because people, you know, people hear whole foods and they still don't fully understand it. Um, and 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 it's sad that you know today we have such limited access sometimes to good quality whole foods that. Um, that pe- a lot of our diets have become um, consumed with things that are just really not whole foods um, that are more processed, even for those who indulge vegan diets or vegetarian diets. Explain whole foods. Well, yeah, there's a lot of vegetarian and vegan foods that are processed, mm-hmm. uh, but but I'm talking about foods from foods from some somebody's garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody's garden or if if you eat meat you know i'm not saying it's good or bad you know it's just that but try to get the more organic um you know try to do that but but anywhere in that spectrum of trying to do more whole foods is going to help 
But, but I always say, you know, try not to have them in a package, a box, especially a box. Try not to eat food out of a box. I do know that there's some things that we do. Um, my son can't have grains. So we do get, you know, we buy some processed foods that are chickpea rice and things like that, mm-hmm. especially for his diet. But on the whole, we're eating meat and vegetables and fruits and berries and nuts. That's what our main diet is. Um, some people ask me now, if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot, and I know there's plenty of areas that you can't find the fresh, fresh foods, some frozen foods are fine, but look, when you look at frozen, cause they flash freeze them. Yeah. So frozen vegetables are fine. As long as you look at the package and it's just peas or corn or, you know, what, it, whatever the vegetable is. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, I've gotten things home and realized later that, oh my gosh, they put this fancy sauce in it. Well, what was in the sauce? And you start looking and you start looking at the ingredients of the sauce. So make your own sauces. Yes. <laughs> and, and, but, and so if it's hard to buy fresh food, you can buy frozen food mm-hmm. um, most any, anywhere, get it home. Exactly. And I love the description. You know, what she's just described is what's actually considered anti-inflammatory nutrition, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, um, grass fed, organic meats, um, lean meats. Um, And and at times they say limit the the red meat. um, And then but some will say red meat doesn't really affect as much, but it really depends on how does your body respond to it. You know, nuts and seeds and um, like uh, olive oil and uh, and avocado oil, you know, those types of healthy oils and things and spices, ginger, turmeric, garlic. Um, making those a part of it. Mm-hmm. If we can season our food more with those natural spices, it could really make a difference for us overall too. Um, I think the store-bought seasonings, if you re- if you can't read it, um, it's not <laughs> natural. Okay. If you I wanted to, I wanted to say something about the um, herbs because herbs yeah. are very good, and we underutilize herbs. Mm-hmm. You know, salt and pep. We salt and pepper our food, but not necessarily herbs. Herbs make them taste better, but Herbs in particular are some of the very best for helping do the signaling of the in, um, lower the inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know, there's so many cultures that have bitter herbs as a part of their culture. Um, and but you know, have you heard of that? Like, like I know, um, I well, there's just a lot of cultures across well, like, the world. I think in Jamaican culture, my husband's from Jamaica. Um, one one herb that they have is called Circe. I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, um, but they also make like a lot of teas, which they call bush mm-hmm. teas from herbs that mm-hmm. grow naturally. Um, and they're very, very bitter, very yeah. bitter. And, and that bitterness important. is important. And that's some of the herbs, some of the things that USANA uses in their mm-hmm. supplements. Because it's not something that the average person is going to want to put on their food a lot, the bitter mm-hmm. herbs. You know, I know Pat, we just had Passover. I know part of Passover is some bitter herbs mm-hmm. in that. So it's a ritual in that way, but it actually it make it goes back to it was good for their health. Yeah. And that's the thing is we can learn a lot from the Bible. 
Um, it's, um, especially in the Old Testament, um, in reference to things that were used that are still um, beneficial for us to this day. Yeah. Um, be, and um, the Bible was ahead of its time in so many ways um, when it comes to medicine and science. And that's a lot of thing. That's one thing that a lot of people don't know and acknowledge. And as a Bible reader, it's one of the things that I'm drawn to because my degree is in science too, as a nurse, um, it's a science degree. So I enjoy that knowledge of the combination between the science um, and what um, the Bible teach taught that really made people healthy overall in those times before they knew how important it was right. to wash your hands um, or how important it was. Yeah, or it's like the, some, of the, some of the folk medicine, you know? Yes. Some uh -huh. of, especially the roots, you know, the, the you know, getting some of the roots and turmeric's a root and ginger's a root. Those are really good. Or the benefits of things like frankincense yeah. and myrrh and all like we hear about those oils and things, but they actually had medicinal benefits and still yeah. do. And that's what I implement in my my um, health regimen, too, is utilizing as much natural things as possible. And it's been a way that I've been able to control um, not having to overutilize medication. I can't avoid it 100 percent, but I can reduce it by making healthy choices. Um, that's how I feel and, and cope with it. Now, there. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, let me give you an image of what I feel like. I think we feel the same thing about mm -hmm. the combining the both. Yes. Um, have you ever seen geese or ducks fly and they're in yes. that V? They're helping each other. Mm -hmm. They're helping each other. I consider integrate, true integrative medicine, a combination, finding for the person, the individual, what works best and what lifts the other, other um, piece of the puzzle that you're doing. Uh, and that's just something that fascinates me. I really think that I, I don't throw out all medicines, but I, I guess taking it, um, taking it if you really need it, but not getting end up, you know, having 12 or 14 medications. Yes. Um, try to find other more natural things that support it because they do. They're all, honestly, they're all chemicals, even the very natural ones. They're chemicals mm -hmm. and they have reactions in your body that are positive. Very true. And I love the way that you um, tied in the benefits of integrative health, you know, because there's usually this struggle or this tussle between, um, you know, healthcare, um, functional medicine, integrative healthcare, you know, what's really the best for you. It's what's worked best for me is I have to take my biologic medicine that controls my inflammation. Um, I've tried all of the gamut of things. Um, and I know what my body feels like when it is not taking it, but I also mm -hmm. know what my body feels like and the number of medicines I have to be on when I, um, don't eat healthy or exercise or get the sleep that I need. So mm -hmm. there's so many other things that we need to do. Or when my hormones are off balance as a woman in menopause, it's, 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 I tell you, protect your ovaries, <laughs> ladies. Um. <laughs> having an autoimmune disease and having puberty or menopause at the same time is not, sure. it's not it's, for it's not for, it is not for the week. You know, you, it, this right here, this light, I'm telling y'all. Um, but I've been learning this journey. What it's taught me is more and more about integrative health 
it's taught me about learning, well, what are the supplements that are good quality that can help me in this area? Um, what are the essential oils that are, might be helpful in this area? And what can I combine it with in my day-to-day -day life? Like for me, exercise, I realized that honestly, even though you may not feel like doing it, exercise it's actually beneficial for a person, mm -hmm. especially in hormonal phases of their life. If you're not getting exercise, if you're not combining that with nutrition, how can you expect that you're going to be able to sleep? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if absolutely. You know, inflammation goes out skyrockets. Um, so I tell you, I've gotten off a little course a bit, y'all. Bear with me. This is something <laughs> I'm very um, passionate about now. <laughs> Menopause. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I would love for you to do too is share with us. I would love to hear more about your community and the name of the community that you founded. I founded this community because we did discover help through mm -hmm. not just one doctor, you know, it's a team of te and not just doctors, you know, clinical hypnosis or, you know, all these different kinds of people help mm -hmm. my son. So I wanted to give back to the community because at that time, which was at least 10 years ago, people weren't seeing, going online and finding help very mm -hmm. well. The practitioners were busy doing what they do, but they weren't promoting themselves. So I developed a community of, first of all, practitioners, and then I've opened it up to anyone interested in these topics. And I allow the practitioners to, to talk about what they do, um, you know, teach what they do. Um, it's, it's, you know, you want to go to someone you trust. And a lot of them can be done online too. A lot of, a lot of practitioners are now meeting people online, mm -hmm. um, working with their clients online. Uh, so it's a community that is very heart-centered, very supportive. I've made it private. So it's not a, um, every single person in that community I've had a conversation with. Mm -hmm. and invited them to come or, or it's come through um, great people like you, you know, it's, it's like, I, I just want to make sure that it's heart centered and supportive. And so we have a lot of practitioners who have some great um, expertise they can bring in and I, I have them speak and I have them tell us you know, what's going on and what may be going on with new research uh, a lot of that, but then it's an, an awful lot of it is just having a community that's all going through similar things or, or who are interested in a little bit more of a holistic approach. In life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And what is the name of the community again? Living Well Connections. Living Well yeah. Connections. So check out that community. Yeah. If you're interested in learning how to live well um, and with an integrative approach um, and naturally understanding the benefits of clinical research and um, the and combined with what's natural is important. And clinical research also researches natural things too. I think sometimes always go to people's mind always go to clinical <laughs> research, clinicals. Um, I mean. Clinical research and chemicals, I think, is what people's minds go to. But that's not actually the case. Clinical research, yeah. 
reviews a host of things um, that are either natural, um, that may even be related to people's habits and how changing habits can uh, can change things. So let's we should also look at the the broader aspects of clinical research. I think um, more people need to get involved in it and really see that it's not um, it doesn't have the bad connotation that some associate with it. Yeah, we need to spread this word because the um, these plant nutrients, this was research that was ongoing in Mm -hmm. my area uh, for a long time, this looking at the natural plants and what are they, how are they helping? Mm -hmm. And this is not, um, I mean, the diet is important, but this is like more specific um, little herbs and things that help that they can put in a supplement. That is, and it's natural, but Mm -hmm. it was clinical research. (laughs) And I think too, um, what my mind goes to is that just like you need vitamin C to carry iron in your body, um, we need specific types of herbs to carry um, the nutrients of um, the, the nutrients of fruits and vegetables to the proper place, place in our body. But that's my mind already, but without even knowing, that's my, what my mind was connecting because my, I'm telling you, science, um, having, you know, that, that degree in science helped, but also, you know, the work as a nurse. But that's what I was already connecting, y'all. So if you, when you listen to this podcast, it can be quite educational because we've just learned about a product that has made certain connections that heightens the benefits of um, the nutritional vitamin, um, nutritional value yeah. of your fruits and vegetables. So did I say that right? Because you, you're the. You're the I, I, there's two. There's two things to remember about uh-huh. the two specific things it does. That's pretty amazing. One, it is helps. You know, you talk about eating antioxidants uh-huh. the and then they found out, well, yeah, it kind of helps, but sometimes it doesn't help. Well, these herbs, these little herbs tri- trigger the cell itself makes its own antioxidants that are enzymes that can inside the cell already that attacks the inflammation or actually, oh, neut- wow. I don't say attack, neutralizes. Yes. It neutralizes the inflammation. So it's so it makes it says, okay, cell, you need to make some of these enzymes that neutralizes inflammation inside your cell. And the other thing that these the section of plant nutrients does, do you know what mitochondria are? Mm-hmm. But we'll have to explain it to the others. But we'll have to explain it. Okay. So we have all these cells in our body. Every single cell in our body has something called mitochondria and that's where it takes glucose almost everything we eat turns into sugar Mm -hmm. just because to 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 go into the cell it needs to be glucose to go into the cell and it turns that into energy so mitochondria get old (laughs) and they get inefficient and when they're inefficient they throw off more inflammation and they're just not functioning that well so what these plant nutrients do is they turn on they they turn on um, a process where it breaks up the old mitochondria and builds brand new mitochondria in the cells. So you get young, fresh mitochondria in your cells. Now we, this process is natural and it happens with all of us, but as we age, it gets more and more inefficient, mm-hmm. and this so this ups the efficiency. 
Wow. Okay. It's, it's exciting to a scientist. If you... It's exciting. You see how I'm intrigued. Like, I know. I know. Um, that little known fact that people don't realize is how much I actually enjoy science. Like history, you know, and science were my loves. But I'm going to be honest, there's something about um, the science of our body that is just so interesting when you really dig into what the yeah. body is able to do and how we were created. So we're I miracles. We're miracles. Yeah. It is. Lots of different little moving parts in this. <laughs> and that's why it's important for us to connect with um, and have conversations like these because they can open our eyes to simple things that we can do to improve our lives, our health, and our bodies now. And most importantly, for my autoimmune sisters, reduce our inflammation. Mm -hmm. I have enjoyed thoroughly our conversation, Robin. I mean, I could go on and on um, talking about science, <laughs> but what I would love for you to tell the audience is how can we connect with you and find you? There, you could, if you want to know about the community, mm -hmm. livingwellconnections.info. That's one way. If you want to learn about just me, robinthomas.biz. And I do have a calendar on there. Um, I am happy to talk to you, anybody, about just about anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's usually, I, I love that. So, um, you know, don't be shy. Get on my calendar. We, we met very recently. And, once, and we got, and we got on, we got on, we're like, <laughs> We don't know why we're talking to each other. And it was pretty quick that we realized why. <laughs> yes, it was. And it has been so nice getting to know you, to meet you, and to share your knowledge, your experience. I'm so happy to hear that your son is doing much better um, as well. Um, and thank you for um, the the willingness. Um, you know, most people will say, well, every parent would do it, but not every parent would know um, that they um, that they could really make this difference by doing it, um, the you know making those sacrifices and then learning something new um, that has improved the lives of not only your son but others. So thank you so much for sharing that. Check her out on all of those platforms, um, including Facebook, uh, and then also remember this as I always end every show, y'all. Uh, my sisters, we may be inflamed, but we are still here. And as long as we are here, we might as well thrive together because inflamed sisters thrive together always. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and take care. Thank you.